Well, ho, ho, ho there. Yeah, that was seasonal. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture, because it is often the one that helps us regain our faith in humanity. I just had that happen. More on that later. Back in the time before um, the land was... Filled with pestilence, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale, but we're not doing studios anymore. We're doing home. Teaming up with other people who are not in your quarantine pod, still not super cool. Still more difficult than trying to figure out what Elon Musk is trying to tell us with that bedside table picture. What the fuck was that about? So for now, it is one comedian against another. And to win this battle, each will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they've been saving in isolation in that weird moleskin notebook thing that you write it down, but then somehow it also ends up on your phone. I don't understand how that works. To earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus, That'll automatically give a person's opinion on, let's say, Aubrey Plaza's White Lotus performance more weight than a civilian's. I'm afraid to dive into season two. I have enough stress in my life. You are listening to Troubled Waters. meet our players. Our first contestant is a comic. She hosts the podcast Tiny Victories right here on Maximum Fun. She is friend of the show and friend of me, Laura House. Hello, Dave. Hi, Laura House. How are you? I'm really good. I feel really good. The weather, we get a little cool air in Los Angeles and that Don't always you love feels it? like a, that's a reprieve. I find summer oppressive. I do too. I love autumn for every reason and yet I live in a land with no autumn. I don't I, same. Understand. I'm from Texas. It was too hot. LA too yeah. hot. But that's this this where the Lord put me. I'm I'm gonna the, grow where I'm planted, Dave. You grow where you're planted. I but I don't like the that. sun. <laughs> yeah, this time of year, it's fantastic. It's a bit windy. <sighs> I I the opportunities for layering with clothes. Yes, jacket weather. Oh, jacket weather jacket is the best weather. weather. Jacket Just weather. Like, I don't a, I don't want to yeah. have to like bundle up to stay alive. I don't like that that no. level. Chicago no. weather trying to kill you winter, no, but uh, no. ooh, a cute but a little, jacket. yeah, a little, a little jacket over a sweater, over a oh. shirt, mm, yeah, a, little, a, warm, little light, a warm beverage, long sleeve tea, yeah. Ooh, Laura House, Laura <laughs> I House. love a long sleeve tea. Laura it's House, a tea, I'm, but I'm it having, has sleeves. It has sleeves. Sometimes a pocket. Sometimes a little, like three little oh. buttons. So it's a little little V, little. Uh, Why not? Why not? You can really express yourself with I'm a T-shirt. So, <laughs> yeah, this, so many jacket wise. Yeah, jacket wise. This is my double breasted year. Oh I'm going, no! I'm going double breasted. Yeah, I'm going. Really? I'm, doing, I'm doing a lot of. Yeah, it's it's my, it's it's my trouble breasted year. Twenty two. <laughs> it's my trouble breasted year. Um, yeah, I can't get enough. I uh, I got real into the double breasted jacket this year. Oh, that this is, is so the time when I can really. It really is. It really is. Uh, okay, Laura House, thank you so much for being here. Um, and, and I love what you're wearing. <laughs> thank you. It is a little light sweater. It's a little light sweater. <laughs> Our second contestant is a comedian who you can check out off-Broadway in his show Solo, a show about friendship. It's Gabe Malika. Welcome, Gabe. Great to meet you. Oh, Dave, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm excited to be competing. And I'll also say, I, the host and my my competitor belonging to the same podcast network. I just want to make sure there's no chicanery about, <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing, Man, there's nothing more sacred than the <laughs> podcast network share. That's true, especially this one, especially yeah. this one. Jesse Thorne insists on loyalty. It's a yeah, cult. It's I bet. a yeah. Nexium too. You can expect the documentary on HBO Max. You absolutely years. expect that. My my tattoo is uh, it's just behind my lower lip. Uh, now, Gabe, Same. you you look like you are wearing some something in a in a light puffer variety. I'm in a I'm in a light puffer. It was a little chilly outside, and I'm in. We're in that weird late November New York City air where like I still have my AC in, but I'm gonna take it out like tonight. So I'm in like uh -huh. a weird like the windows kind of open, and it's a little chilly. Oh, I love it though. I love that time of year. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. Those Christmas trees starting to go up. 
Oh, the smell. My whole block in Queens mm. is just Christmas tree smell. It's so nice. Mm. Oh, lovely. Oh, this is going to be a good one. I can already tell. I can feel <laughs> you, it. you have met our players, listener, and now it is time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters in this world, pop culturally speaking. Players, if you are ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or perhaps tragically overlooked story or person or event of the last week or two. Laura House, we will start ah. with you. Well, a lot of good things were getting reported, you know, obviously, and I'm sad for you that you haven't dived into White Lotus season two, but Mm. I'm also jealous of you and your eyeballs and your your earballs that you get to do that. But something that was underreported, I think, is that the O'Reilly Auto Parts singers sang at a wedding. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. They became wedding singers, mm-hmm. and this was they were friends of the bride and girl. Like they were sort of there, and it was a kind of a hey, go do go do that song everybody knows. But I think they should hit the road being wedding singers. I feel like a it's a new day for the O'Reilly Auto Parts singers. It is such an odd choice, and I <laughs> I love it so much. It is so it's so beautifully American in twenty twenty two. Yes, you don't think of it as a romantic song, but I feel like they could be like, change it up like, Nick, Nick, Nick and Holly, they're in love. Oh, I like that. You know what I mean? Personalized, personalized. That'll cost you, but I like it. No, of course. I mean, it would be be insane what they would charge. They could at least cameo if they can't hit the road. Mm, I love it. I've got a lot of ideas for the O'Reilly Auto Parts singers. They Um, reunited and sang at a wedding. Do you have any other favorite commercial jingles? Oh, gosh. You know, streaming. That's the one downside of streaming is you, like, you don't watch those things anymore. I sometimes do. What, sometimes I just favorite? have the TV on in the daytime. Well, there's so many. What's the one? Um, uh, call Powell Electric. We'll fix it in a flash. <laughs> do, you, do, you have, do you have that one in New York, Gabe? Powell Electric? We we do not, I don't believe. Okay, it's two guys, two very uncomfortable looking guys. What electric? And they they don't even sing it. Powell Electric. They're they're just lip syncing. But there's call Powell Electric. We'll fix it in a flash. And they both give a thumbs up. And and they're... Each one is uncomfortable in a different way, and it's it's really. <laughs> um, I like oh, 805882300 Empire today. A classic. Uh, you guys yeah, got Stanley Steamers. One. Stanley Steamer. Stanley Steamers makes carpet cleaner. Cleaner. <laughs> yeah, um, so good. I also I real just just for the the economy of it. Um, and the fact that, like, obviously everyone was in a huge hurry. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. That's just, <laughs> yep. It's like, they just I get need right. A lot they're more like, this is for the 10 second commercials. I, my yeah. brain even goes to like ones when I was, li- I'm still like, Libby, Libby, Libby on the label, label, the label, label. If label, you like it, like table. it, like it on the table, table, table. I mean, that's Libby's the insidious applesauce. Genius. Yeah. Libby? I took a songwriting class once with the guy who wrote Hefty, 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 Wimpy, Wimpy, Wimpy. (gasps) That was the second one in my queue of what I was thinking about. Oh, wow. Yeah, he told us like halfway through the semester, we were like, whoa, cool. Wow, he's the Hefty guy. Yeah, he's got to kind of make you come to him on that one. He's not not going to bowl you over. Do you know who I would like to reunite at my like whatever – eventual wedding, who knows, whatever, some kind of life event, are the people who sang on Casey Kasem's American Top 40 to tell you what number it was. (laughs) Number six. Like that was a (laughs) session and there were people there and they gave it a lot of oomph and I want to know everything about them. There were takes, there was direction, there mm-hmm. was, hmm, Tom, could you tone it down? Mary, totally. could you bring it up? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I also want to meet I also want to meet the one backing singer on the Ghostbusters theme song who's really going for it. The next time you listen to it, pay <laughs> uh, attention. Like whenever they say Ghostbusters, there's one person who's like, Ghostbusters! <laughs> <laughs> and like, I really want to know everything about it. Uh, okay, cool. So your buzzing word is oh oh oh. All right. I mean, you can go all the way to O'Reilly if you want to, but at OOO, I will hear and understand you. Gabe, what you got? All right. So I want to highlight, this is more underappreciated story. I want to highlight Mr. Joseph Cook from Mm -hmm. St. Augustine, Florida, a man we're all, I'm sure, familiar with. Uh, This is a guy, he he combs local beaches 
with a metal detector and returns the things he finds to the people who lost them. And this week he returned a $40,000 engagement ring. Wow. And I just, you know, I think it's not always $40,000 because, you know, at a certain point it's like, oh, if you lost a $40,000 engagement ring, you probably have more money than that. But I think just like returning stuff to people on the beach, that's like a sacred kind of hobby. That's kind of sweet. That is. that. It's a noble calling. Yeah. And like you got you like the beach, you like gadgets, <laughs> and you combine them and you make people happy. God. It's kind of sweet. If that is not like the last network drama, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, is that does that not have CBS Sunday night written yeah. all the over? people who brought you leverage? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like it's like the equalizer, but nice. Yeah. The detector. The detector. <laughs> the detect wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well done. You guys, let's <laughs> leave here. Let's go pitch. Let's <laughs> yeah. fucking do we it. Do some what general. are we waiting for? We can't for? sit on this. It's feel good. It's drama. Like every week it unfolds. Like, who are these people? What, what, yeah. what, what were they missing in their life that the detectors brought back to them, making them yeah. whole again? And let me, let me because ju- I now have a vision of it. Yes. Like, <laughs> w- as we pitch it, it's, uh, it's like a guy in his mid-60s like sort of, you know, a, a loner guy in his mid sixties who's you know, you're not quite sure. Yeah, his wife died. He's, 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 he's got displaced. emotional complexity, yeah. and it's you know, yeah, some, somebody like you know coming on seventy and whatever. Um, by the time it makes it to CBS, Jesse Bradford is playing. Detector. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, detector is your buzz in word. Beautiful detector versus oh 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 on this troubled waters. Keep your buzzing words at the ready. You will need them as we move forward, but not in this round. We're going to start off easy. These will go to you in turn. It's a game we are calling Daddy Warwicks. In between when we record this and when you hear it, Disney Plus will have released the premiere of the Willow TV series, the sequel series to the 1988 film that promises to recapture the magic of a team of Disney executives saying, oh my God, we kind of have a Lord of the Rings in our catalog. Let's do something with that. Uh, Willow is of course full of indelible characters like uh, Willow. And uh, I think Val Kilmer was in it. And <laughs> and there's probably, there's like a someone old with a beard and he's like, do you, here's a riddle or something. <laughs> and then there's uh, a Muppet. Um, so anyway, so we figured we would uh, go ahead and test your memory of the film by asking, is this the name of a character in Willow or is it an item currently available on the United States website of the furniture retailer, Ikea? So this is just a little warm up round. <laughs> just a fun little warm up round. We're gonna go back and forth. As I said, if it is from Willow, you say magic. If it is from Ikea, you say meatball. Of course. <laughs> if there is one thing Ikea is known for other than reasonable priced furniture and the feeling of have, being kidnapped because you cannot fucking leave. Mm-hmm. If, you ever go, if you ever go to Ikea in person. Never try a shortcut. No, you can't. Never you can't try it. a shortcut. It doesn't. It, it, no, it's no. It's the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, you say meatball because that's another thing they're known for. Okay. Laura, first one is for you. Bavmorda. Magic or meatball? Bavmorda. Meatball. Magic. Oh, okay. Bavmorda was the primary antagonist of the 1988 film. But in your mind, what is what is uh, Bavmorda? I, f- I, fe- I felt like a desk. I felt like it was a, you'd sit like at a a Bavmorda yeah. and you'd work mm-hmm. on your novel. Sure, yeah. You're going to sit down and write <laughs> Bavmorda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no points for you. Uh, no, uh, Gabe, Gabe, number two is for you. Peck. P-E-C-K, Peck. Peck. I'm going to say magic. You're correct. Gabe oh, is on the board. Cool. Pecks were uh, Hobbit-like, but legally not Hobbit people uh, from the <laughs> film Willow. So there you go. They were Pecks. Little Pecks. Uh, Lore House. Ratviken. Ratviken. R-A-T-T-V-I-K-E-N. Ratviken. Meatball. Meatball is correct. It is a bathroom cabinet. Yes. Bathroom cabinet. There you go. Put your put your pharmaceuticals in your Rotvican and go on about your day. Keep All your facial creams. All your facial creams. The you know the 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 travel 
toothbrush. You got to have a different ta- travel toothbrush, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Uh, Gabe, number four is for you. Bergig. Bergig. B-E-R-G-I-G. Bergig. Bergig. That's got to be meatball. You are so knowledgeable of the IKEA catalog. <laughs> that is a children's sized book display and storage combo unit. Because wow. even kids, even kids judge each other by the books that are in their book cabinet. <laughs> um, uh, okay, there you go. Yes, number five for Laura House. Lug, or maybe Yug, L L U G. Yug. Magic. Lug. Yes. Magic. magic. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I thought you were buzzing in. I forgot. Uh, magic, oh. <laughs> yes. That is a character in Willow played by an actor named Ron Tarr, uh, who, of course, uh, Kate Blanchett is playing in a, in a current movie. Uh, oh, Gabe, number six <laughs> is for you. Strala. Strala. S-T-R-A-L-A. Strala. Strala. I'm going to say Meatball. Wow, are you good. Uh, yeah, it is a collection of decorative light fixtures. Strala. Let's go. Uh, Strala. Uh, okay, number seven, Strala. Laura House. Yeah. Frangine. Frangine or Frangin. F-R-A-N-G-E-A-N. Frangine. Frangian. Uh, I'm going to say magic. Wow, yeah. You guys are really catching on. That was a character. <laughs> that was a character in Willow. Actually played by Rick Overton. Yes, I was comedian Rick Overton. The main thing I remember, I didn't remember that was his name, but uh, Rick Overton and Squiggy were two little guys that like were on yeah. a flat. They were like little bitty shrunk, like okay. little elves or fairies or something. Wow! And I was just like Squiggy. There How he is, it? David Lander. Squiggy, David Lander, soon to be played in a biopic by Kate uh, Blanchett. Uh, Okay, Gabe, uh, number eight is for you, Marcus, with a K, M-A-R-K-U-S. Oh, man, I'm I'm pitching a perfect game. Marcus feels like (laughs) such a curveball. I I have to say magic. Oh, boy, the no-hitter is broken, (laughs) or the whatever it is. Whatever it was. I don't don't do the sports. It is, uh, it is, it's an Ikea, it's an Ikea thing it's a mesh back office chair it's, oh. a, it's a marcus it's a marcus, it's a marcus. sit back put sit your back in your marcus. marcus put your butt in a marcus put kick your, your feet up in on a marcus your, put your tuckus in a marcus kick your little tootsies up on your nerk and uh and pull pull something out of the uh you know the old burger and, uh, mm-hmm. and give it a read okay uh number nine is for you these are the last ones for you each uh lower house rule r-o-o-l rule Oh, that's a very could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, meatball. Magic. Oh, well, okay. Magic. I was just trying uh, to make Gabe feel better. Sure. <laughs> Through it. Uh, in I your mind, that. in your mind, what is the IKEA uh, thing called the rule? Like a desk organizer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. A, Pens in one. You put your pens. You spot put your pens. And a, you yeah, know, your paper clips. Your little paper a, clips you know, stick to the three. side because it's a magnet. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the three. It's the metal. Yeah. Just stick stuff to it. Yeah. You know. Um. So no rule was a character in Willow who's actually played by Kevin Pollock. Oh. How could I not know? <laughs> okay. Go. Kevin Pollock, who uh, will soon be seen in a biopic playing Kate Blanchett. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Gabe, number 10 is for you. Alstern. Alstern. A L S T E R N. Alstern. Alstern. I'm going to say magic. Oh, boy. Well, no. you've got the yips now. You've really. Uh, it is. It's a bath mat. It's an IKEA bath mat. Oh, yeah. Put your wet feet yeah. on an Alstern. That's the slogan. Uh, okay. Wow. Coming out of round one, it is a tie, three apiece. For oh oh oh, and the detector coming this fall to CBS. Let's move into round two. Uh, it's a round we're calling Pokemon or Come On Man. I'm certain. <laughs> I'm certain that you are aware the new Pokemon game is out. It's called Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I don't know if that's two games or what. I, I don't know. Uh, but if you, if you didn't know until just now, you probably have a sort of broad idea of what Pokemon are. They're tiny monsters that you trap and force to fight with each other's tiny little kidnapped monsters. It's kind of like uh, indentured servitude for kids. 
but you might not be aware of just how weird this game is. And I'm not just talking about like the, the Pikachu who hangs out at Hollywood and Highland or Times Square who charges you five <laughs> bucks to take a picture with him. And he's filthy. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. In the Pokemon universe, there's something called the Pokedex. It's like a Wikipedia of Pokemon. Little facts about each one. But some of the facts are wild as hell, uh, especially in a children's game. The website, the website GameSpot dug up some of the strangest entries in the Pokedex. I'm going to read you some excerpts from the Pokedex. You tell me whether they are real excerpts from the Pokedex or some Pokedex shit that our writers made up. If they are real, say Pokemon. If they are fake, say, come on, man. Uh, and this will go to you each in turn also. You're not really having a chance to use your buzzing words, which is a shame because they're really good. But anyway, okay. Uh, Gabe, we'll have you start this round. Okay. Entry for the Pokemon known as Cubone. C-U-B-O-N-E, Cubone. Cubone wears the skull of its deceased mother. Its cries echo inside the skull and come out as a sad melody. Oh, that's Pokemon. Okay. I mean, do, do you know that? Is that a, a fact that's I, in your head or is it just so obviously? It, it, it feels like just dark enough and just kitschy enough. And I, my group of bros that I hang out with are Pokemon people and I'm kind of oh like on the God. outskirts. So I don't oh know a lot God. about them, but I know that they care a lot. You have Poke Bros? <laughs> I have Poke Bros. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, on I mean, the outskirts, like you only you only <laughs> yeah. Pokemon hunt. I will like say twice this: my, a month I, with them. I have a, the, my buddy who my show is like about. He got a signing bonus at his new job and basically just spent all the money on Pokemon cards. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh <Amazing>. wow! Wow! <laughs> okay. Shout out to Nick. Deep shout bro. out to Nick. Shout out to Nick. Nick, if anybody needs a shout out, it's Nick. Uh, okay, point to you. Uh, Laura House. Oh, hell yeah. Laura House, yes. number two, is for I you. I need more Poke Bros. Is this a real entry for a Pokemon called <clears throat> Beware? B-E-W-E-A-R. Beware. Like you would wear layers on a November morning. Uh, okay. This Pokemon, Beware, has the habit of hugging its companions. Many trainers have left this world after their spines were squashed by its hug. Beware will hug you to a gruesome death. True or false? Pokemon or come on, man? Come on, man. I'm afraid that's real. Get out of town. <laughs> oh, that is outrageous. Nope, I am staying in town. Uh, <laughs> that is real. That is real. Pokemon is weird as hell. Okay, <laughs> Gabe, let's see if your friend Nick, it was Nick right, uh, <laughs> has set you up for success with number three. The Drifloon. The Drifloon. Stories go that the Drifloon grabs the hands of small children and drags them away to the afterlife. The Drifloon dislikes heavy children. <laughs> All right, we're out of the original 151, so I'm out of my depth here. I'm going to say, oh, come on, man. No, that is also real. That is oh, also no. real. <laughs> that is I also didn't... real. No. Uh, yeah, I don't. Heavy children. Yeah, but also but like- kind of works but, in the favor of heavy children. I guess. They were like, number, hold my yeah. beer, Greek mythology. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And roll doll and shit. <laughs> okay, uh, number four is for you, Laura House. Froslas, F-R-O-S-L-A-S-S. Froslas or Froslas or I don't know. When it finds Pokemon or humans it likes, it freezes them and takes them to its chilly den where they become decorations. <laughs> Pokemon, or come on, man. Come on, man? No, that's also real. Okay, all right. <laughs> now I see what you're doing. Good for your writers. This is that's great. also real. <laughs> I mean, good for the Pokemon Corporation for just like laundering their fucked up nonsense. So dark. It's so dark. Number five is for you, Gabe. Gabloon, G-U-B-L-O-O-N, Gabloon. It craves money most of all. But in its greediness, it cannot tell the difference between coys and eyes, and it has been known to blind its trainers because it's greedy. Gabloon. Oh, man. At the beginning, I thought, come on, man, but I'm going to have to go with Pokemon on this one. Oh, my God. Boy, did we... Boy, did we get you with this one. That's a, that is fake. That's a come on, man. That's a come on, man. 
<laughs> That's come on, man. We made that one up. This is hard. It's it hard. Is this is great. Hard. The tone was perfect. <laughs> uh, number six is for you, Laura House. Golbat. G-O-L-B-A-T. Golbat. Sometimes the Golbat drinks so much blood it can't fly anymore. Uh, it then falls to the ground and becomes food for other Pokemon. Ah. Uh, Pokemon. It's real. It's real. <laughs> All right, it's I did a Costanza real. on that one. I was like, it can't be real. real. Well, just say the opposite. You're wrong just every time. Just say <laughs> the opposite of what you want to say. Once again, we yep. have a tie for a piece. Oh, 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 wow. O'Reilly. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. And The Detector, starring Jesse Bradford, and um, I'm going to say Jenna Ushkowitz from Glee. As his <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, okay, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now. So why not try a different one called R1, The Flophouse? Uh-huh. And on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not Our One, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. <laughs> I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse. A lot of correcting Dan. Well, hello, and welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Laura House and Gabe Malika. Gabe, tell us about Solo, your off-Broadway show. Yeah, it's a show I've been working on a long time. It's kind of like a Berbiglia hour of stand-up, but uh -huh. it's one long story about how I don't have any friends. Oh, uh, wow. It's about how, yeah, well, I have bros, and I kind of talk about the bros and how they're great, but then my mom got sick, and they like didn't know what to do. Oh, and wow. I was like, wait, do I have no friends? And so it starts from that like low point, and then I kind of go through and analyze. Like I did have a best friend, and this is what happened. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like an hour long story with a lot of jokes. Oh my god, I love, I love it. I love the idea. Thank you. I'm coming. Uh, where, where's it running? How long is it running? <laughs> we're gonna do. We just did three weeks, and we're gonna do another six weeks starting January 11th at the Soho Playhouse in New York, which had Fleabag and Nanette and all these great shows. Uh -huh. And I'm gonna do it in LA uh, at the Yard Theater. One night only, January 28th. I believe it's a Saturday. January 28th. You guys are all invited. Everybody's Thank getting covered. Thank you. I'm going to go. Awesome. <laughs> Count me in, bro. Hell yeah. Um, Laura House, tell us about Tiny Victories. Tiny Victories, we're a 15-minute podcast. I do it with mm. New York Times bestselling author Annabelle Gerwich. Her, um, her credits are ridiculous. Of course. And we celebrate tiny things like those little fleeting joys or minor accomplishments. If you sewed a button on and you didn't wait three years to do it, call in. Yeah. We're like, yes. oh, that's amazing. And what we found by doing it is these little bitty tiny things like not procrastinating or apologizing or like doing something nice or receiving some kindness, these little tiny things. There's always like a bigger thing underneath like you left yeah. your comfort zone or you broke a pattern or you so I don't know we we feel like life is hard and it's hard to just wait for a big win so we celebrate little bitty wins in a little bitty podcast I love it what was your most recent tiny victory your personal most recent tiny victory oh gosh um anytime here's a fun thing anytime I'm asked a question my brain goes blank like a Zen monk. Okay, I, I just go. Yeah, it's oh. like being. Hey, tell me, tell me a joke. Tell me something funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. a little. What's your bit. favorite song? I get that a lot. Like, oh yeah, I don't know. I'll bet. I don't know. Uh, Gabe, what was your most recent tiny victory? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I mean, certainly doing this pod. Well, um, that's a great one. Um, mm -hmm. A tiny victory. Uh, oh, I got out of work early today to do the pod, and then I had like a bagel sandwich. I was just, I'm vibing right now. You are oh, vibing. That's such a, a good Queens bagel sandwich. That's such a Ooh, good joy. Gee, that is that is a massive victory. That is a yeah. delicious victory. I, I did a tiny victory of um, last night. I did a set at the comedy store, and I didn't flip out about parking. I was ah. just like, you know what? It's going to be hard. It's going to be expensive, and that's just uh -huh. what it is. And I just, yeah. I just did it. I wasn't like, well, what are we supposed to do? 
Yeah. It's a bit of a victory. Yeah. It's part of the bargain. Acceptance. It's part of the bargain. I love it. <laughs> Christian Duenas, our producer, called into Tiny Victories a while back. Uh, Christian, would you like to share your Tiny Victory? Sure. <laughs> um, so I went to a concert with my cousin and his girlfriend. Um, and it was the first time I had worn like makeup and lipstick in front of like a family member. And that was kind of like a big Ooh. thing. And I was like kind of awesome. nervous about that. And her, uh, we were coming out of the car and his girlfriend was like, looked at me and like, wiped off like a smudged lipstick on my cheek she was like i wish you uh, or i would hope you do the same for me and i was like oh thank you <laughs> fuck so yeah cool. yeah that was cool love it love it i love it so much so we get like uh you know we'll tell our own stories or maybe stuff we see around and then we people call in with their tiny victories is really what we love of this community of people you know like like when you when you do something and you're like what do you, somebody's like what do you want a medal we're like yes and we will give you a verbal met like that was such a tiny gesture and so yeah. sweet and beautiful christian I yeah that's that. beautiful christian's like i had felt true equality in my life and i'm like i had a bagel <laughs> but still <laughs> A joy. You found joy, joy. in just a, yeah. a meal joy joy. and a moment. Joy is joy and joy is pure. God damn. Yeah. I'm so happy to have all of you here. Yeah, uh, sweet. It is sweet. God damn right it's sweet. <laughs> this is so fucking sweet. Uh, our next round is called Knives Sound. Uh, the new Ryan Johnson whodunit, Glass Onion, was recently released in theaters for a week, and I guess that now, now it's on Netflix. Or I don't really understand how movies work anymore. But anyway, <laughs> this sequel follows the continued investigative exploits of Daniel Craig's Benoit Blanc as he joined the rank, joins the ranks of famous detectives like Holmes, Poirot, Pikachu, um, with their mix of a charming detective and eclectic ensemble of evildoers. We thought we would take a stroll through the discography of songs about detectives and criminals who play you. A song clip, when you think you know whether it's about a detective or a criminal, buzz in. Say detective if it's a song about a detective. Say criminal if it's a song about a criminal. Got it? Okay. Okay. So we'll play the song. When you think you know what it is, buzz in with your buzz in words, which once again are O-O-O and detector. Number one, let's hear it. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Laura House. Detective. Yes. If you did not get that one as someone who I uh, assume is a peer, I would have been very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Private eyes, yeah. Hall and Oates. Private eyes, Hall and Oates. You know what? Because it's the holiday season, extra point if you know the uh, the song title or the, uh, or the artist or both. Uh, so yes, two points to you for that one. Yeah, fun. <sighs> Can we quit now? <laughs> no. <laughs> so nervous. <laughs> I can't we stand any amount of pressure. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, no, it's okay. It's all going to be fine. Okay, number two, let's hear it. Detector. Yeah, Gabe. Uh, criminal? Criminal is correct. What's the song? Uh, I don't know. When I heard someone was a hustler, I assumed they were bad. Okay. Do you know who <laughs> does it? Did, did that voice ring a bell? No. Hmm. Well, we can't give partial credit to you, Laura, I'm afraid. Yeah. But, but if you do want to say who it is. Was it Britney Spears? It was Britney Spears. The song All was right. called Criminal by Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's about If a it's not a Sondheim musical, I'm going to have trouble. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That. I'll know okay. certain things. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, number three. Let's hear it. This is a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, yes, Laura House. Uh, Criminal? Criminal. What's the song? I and or know. who's the artist? I've heard really? it a zillion million times. And I'm like, my brain times. is like, I don't even. I understand, though, the brain's like directive to just shut that song out of your mind. <laughs> it is a weird, it's like. I, even hearing it, you go, it's not It's not a favorite. It's not a one I no. hate, but I'm like, I'm certain I've heard it 10,000 times. You heard it like on the way to every high school pep rally. Yes, you, every- you like had to go to. It was to. just in the mix, but like you, you've you never heard anyone go, you know what song I love? Oh, that do you know what's my Bobby favorite Sue song? And yeah. The thing. 
sit around the house, go hide and watch the poop. That was uh, Take the Money and Run by the Steve Miller Band. Nobody's Steve favorite band. Steve Miller Band. <laughs> Not even Steve Miller's favorite band is Steve Miller Band. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so there you go. That was a song about criminals. Okay, number four. Long shot dead to jump Detector. Yes, Gabe. I'm going to say de- Detective. Yes. What's the song? Who sings it? I Who don't... sings it? There's got to be a better way to say that. Who sings it? Uh, it's but, the, yeah, the voice sounds so familiar, but I, well, I yes, don't know. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, Laura knows. <laughs> yeah, that is Elvis Costello. Oh, of course. And it was oh, yeah. tip of my tongue. It was like, it's not... It's not... Is watching the detectives? It's watching the detectives. Watching the detectives. Why would you walk the detectives? My brain. Yeah, you got to get them out. You got to get them out twice a day, 30 minutes. (laughs) Otherwise, they get antsy. Uh, Watching the detectives by Elvis Costello and the attractions. Number five, let's hear it. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yes, Laura House. Criminal, smooth criminal, Michael Jackson, Woo, or Alien points. Ant Farm. We didn't get far into it. Well, I think we can tell that that is the Michael Jackson version. Um, yes, that was Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson from his years when he wasn't very good. Can we be honest about that? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that song yesterday and was like, who's the criminal? Like, who? what did they... There's a there's I a line know. about blood on the floor, and I'm like, are they saying that's yes. a good thing or a bad? Are I, they honoring the criminal? Know. I could not. I don't know. I, I just not. don't know. I like to understand a song more than I understand that song. I just I, I just don't like don't. it. And it's it is it's from a time when even even putting all of his behavior aside, his his like his his in the recording studio, it is as though the the ticks and chirps and growls and hiccups and whatever have taken over. <laughs> they you know were just I mean? like m- more cowbell with that. Yes. Just make some just, weird, just gibbledy goop. Just, just yeah, record gibbledy gop for a minute. Yeah. It's, I, I, we'll just lay it in there. I'm not a fan of this era of Michael Jackson. <laughs> I've been thinking As, about, I, about his music because of the Weird Al movie. I watched the Weird oh, Al movie. Oh, it's wow. so good. And there's there's, there's an yet. important Michael Jackson scene. Oh, it's great. Wow. Yes. Okay, uh, I've got to see That movie, movie is so good. You know what Especially I was just thinking about? the first half hour, and then it, it took a weird road for me. But it was like the jerk okay. in the beginning, I thought. It made me think of the jerk. I'm I'm so excited to see it. It's so excited, in fact, that I haven't seen it and have been able to. It's just right there on my TV. But, um, you got Lotus I, Season 2 and the Weird Al movie. Know, Man, you've so got much, a got good so future. And I've you. just got, and I have no, like, I have no capacity for really anything. Um, but you know what I've been thinking about recently? Like, about you know, Weird Al as an artist, you know, we, you know, we laughed in the eighties, but I mean, I have to imagine that there are people out there who heard the song and did some quiet introspection and came to the conclusion that they were addicted to spuds, you know? And, and I think that that's like, <laughs> I just think that's, you know what I mean? In that quiet way, he really changed the world. And I don't think we give him credit for that. Anyway. No. Recovery icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no we don't. Uh, number six. I hear the train coming. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Laura House. Oh, that's a song from Laura Criminal. House. Yes. It was Johnny Cash. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I mean, you just, you just need to give me one. It's Folsom Prison Blues. Folsom Prison Blues. <laughs> Gabe, what were you about to say? It reminds me of the the uh, I think you should leave. It's like uh, the same yes. riff when they're playing yeah. in the in the sound studio and their money yeah. is made of bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite Johnny Cash related thing is um, there is a a very very good Wheel of Fortune uh, fail where it's it's almost it's nearly almost spelled out. I walk the line by Johnny Cash, you know, song and artist. But somebody is like, "I'll solve." I have the wine by Johnny Cash. <laughs> like, what a great name for a song! I have the wine. Oh I have the wine. Who has the wine? More realistic. Oh, I, have, I have the wine. I have Every the wine. night as they fall asleep, I walk the line. <laughs> I have the wine. Okay, uh, number seven. She's got her ear to the walls and she's tapping the calls. You got a secret boy. Forget about it. Oh, oh, oh. That's a tough one. Yes, Laura House? Detective? She was a hotel detective by... <laughs> I... 
don't think I've ever heard that song. That was They Might Be Giants. That's it? Oh. What? Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel bad. And I like them, too. Damn. I love yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that song. What's wrong with me? Pokemon Bros, Sondheim Musicals, They Might Be Giants. A, a real, a vivid, a vivid yeah. portrait. You get my vibe? Gabe. You're picking up what I'm putting vi- down? I get your vibe, Gabe, and I really like your vibe. Uh, <laughs> uh, number eight. I can't wait for you to be an LA Gabe. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Laura House. Detective. Sure, but who was it? I don't know, but they were dusting for prints. I had to. They're, I mean, obviously. I don't think that's something criminals do. Criminals Although don't do that. a good criminal would know to do that hmm. now. Or just to not leave fingerprints, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was Private Eye by the band Alkaline Trio. Oh, I'm not cool Very enough nice. to know those words together. No, it's not. That is not a question of cool at all, believe me. Uh, number nine. Is this the real life? Detector. Detector. Uh, that's gotta be Criminal Queen. Yes. Two points <laughs> for you. It's Bohemian Rhapsody That's like by musical Queen. theater adjacent. Yeah. Totally, totally. That's a song all about a murder. So yeah. it's If there's criminal. Meatloaf, I'll get that too. Oh, Meatloaf. <laughs> Meat. Loaf and Jim Steinman. What a talk about talk about bros. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, number ten. Detector. Yeah. And I'm gonna say detective. Detective. Who is it? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, it was no doubt. Oh, a lesser, a a, a no doubt album track, perhaps uh, Detective. Okay, at the end of that round, the score, wow, Laura really pulled ahead on that one. Laura's got 13 for O'Reilly. Gabe has but nine for The Detector coming soon, just after CSI, uh, the corner of uh, Hollywood and Ivar. Uh, We will be right back (laughs) with more Troubled Waters after this. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people. Famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirwe, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Laura House and Gabe Malika. It is now time for a game we are calling We Wish You a Scary Christmas. The holidays oh. are upon us. This year, I don't know why, I don't know why they've chosen this year when we have limited emotional bandwidth to handle horror, but we are seeing the release of the film Violent Night, an action film starring David Harbour as Santa Claus, but vengeful in a gory way. Uh, There seems to be something in the air at the moment when it comes to taking something nice and making it gross and gruesome and mean. There's a Bambi remake coming that'll turn him into a killer. They're doing the same thing with uh, Winnie the Pooh. They're doing an even darker Grinch uh, where he kills, I think. So we thought we'd jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to give you something festive and innocuous. You need to reframe it as something terrifying and gruesome. So for example, if I said Frosty the Snowman, you could give me the backstory of this cold, soulless creature that stalks the earth in winter. Chill me to the very bone. Laura House, we will start with you. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but scary. You have one minute. Okay, so so Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and it starts uh, the way we are familiar with, you know, nobody would let him join in all of his games, the reindeer games. But he didn't just keep trying to fit in. He went more of, this is, this is the Rudolph that we know meets Carrie. So as he grows up, he keeps pushing the outside. And, you know, he had tried enough to be nice. And then one day when they're playing reindeer games, he feels his his red nose and there's a power in that and he used it to explode the head of Blitzen 
he could focus this power in a in a way of all of his rage and it was um that he could make things happen and so he but he also managed to hide it a cute little face so he still found a way to lead Santa's sleigh one deadly night and at every home where they delivered packages he would kill one of the children and he was a rampage across across the land and who got blamed Santa and that's how Rudolph the Red-Nosed killer reindeer made his mark on on Christmas across the globe and that's how Santa ended up on death row absolutely bloody gory mess <laughs> bloody gory mess wow wow shades of the omen you know what I mean? And all because people just weren't nice to it. Like, just let him play your reindeer games is the lesson. Like, that's, that's the, the original wound. That's the wound. Yeah. Be kind. Be inclusive or die. That's the mm-hmm. tagline. That's <laughs> or lock up psychopaths. I mean, I guess or, there's a you know, couple ways. Couple, there's there's a, lot. a lot of takeaways. A lot of different ways. We can market it different ways, too. I think different segments of the population. Two points to you for that one. Or house. Very good. Gabe, it's on you now. Give me the story, the, the the new property featuring Elf on the Shelf, and make it creepy, creepier than it already is. Your time starts. Oh well, now. this takes place in a in a prequel trilogy. Elf mm-hmm. on the Shelf. He's there. He's basically a Santa's helper to find out what if kids are are misbehaving and like mm-hmm. checking on their toys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he also fucks. In this oh. version, uh, yeah, he's got he's got little elves that he waits for the kids to go to bed, and they're having like big elf orgies and stuff wow. uh so it's 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 an adult film it's gonna it grosses internationally because it's well dubbed uh so <laughs> it's basically that and he's up and he's doing drugs and like he like doesn't care about the kids but like when they're around like he will like kick them in the shins and then hide so it's more like um it's basically like adult toy story uh and the kids like we just like don't care Every, like all the elves are like andy base or not andy what's sid every elf is like sid Ooh. and the kids are like andy but we don't care about them at all Wow. So more like not gory so much as just kind of, you know, uh, maybe Cassavetes-esque. Like, you know. Yeah. There's a seedy underbelly to the bookshelf that we're not talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's like there's body horror and then there's like internal emotional horror. Yeah, uh, uh, every or, character is played by Sarah Sherman. This is oh her. Oh, my God. <laughs> can, I, can, I tell, can I tell you she scares me to death? <laughs> Absolutely scares me to death. I'm not kidding. Yeah, th- this it's... is her uh, big mama's house where she plays every character. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know that's coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's only four. Four points to you for that one. For that, PG 13, <laughs> NC 17, perhaps TVMA version of the elf on the shelf who fucks. Let me tabulate these points. <gasps> By one point, our winner is really O'Reilly Auto Parts because they're in the news again as they belong to be, as they belong to be. That's not how you say that. Anyway, oh, 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 O'Reilly, Laura House, you are our winner with 17 points, just behind with 16, Gabe, but we're all winners because we've become friends and it's the holiday season and we can wear sweaters over jackets <laughs> and everybody wins. Okay, it is now time for plugs. Talk about winning. Let us know what you're working on and then to offset the ego karma. Tell us about something that someone else made that you want the whole wide world to know about. Laura House, we'll start with you. Well, you can find all my me things at laurahouse.com. Great. And like you said, I host Tiny Victories. I'm doing a lot of stand up around the Los Angeles area and trying to post more um, about those things and work on a a memoir called Guys, Pies, and Booze, Adventures yes. with My Favorite Three Addictions. And yes. um, my friend, uh, Tess Rafferty, you can find her things at TessRafferty.com. She has been writing, as she's a comedian, and is very smart and wry and dry, and has been writing a series of detective novels set in Italy, because she loves Italy. So it's kind of... If this comedian traveled to Italy and then there was a murder mm-hmm. and she's solving them. So the first one is Under the Under the Tuscan Gun. Ooh. And it's excellent. And then it's red, fed, and dead. And there's this, she's just there's four of them. It's a series of Cat Kelly mysteries. So check those out. 
Wow. I love it. They're really Her, good and, and cool. And I love it. Thank you, Laura House. Okay, Malika, how about you? Yeah. Uh, so Solo is running at the Soho Playhouse for six weeks starting January 11th, but I'm also doing it in Rochester on December 10th and in LA on January 28th. Uh, yeah, it's like a solo show. Uh, a lot of jokes, a lot of stories. Uh, people seem to like it. It's going well. So please be a part of that. It's so many seats to fill and I'm not famous. Uh, a thing I love. Oh man. So one of the fun things about doing solo shows is that it makes the comedy community very small because there's not a lot of people who are like, I I just want to do solo shows. And that's kind of like why I do stand up. And I met this guy a few years ago, Sam Morrison, who does solo shows. We we did Edinburgh twice together and we've kind of come up together. And Sam is a self-described twink who sleeps with daddy bears. And so his solo show is also, they probably haven't even announced this yet. Let's just say you may be able to see him at the same venue as mine, around the same time as mine. And he's super talented. And the show is called Sugar Daddy. And it's about his life with daddy bears. And let me be honest with you. As far as two white guys doing hours of stand-up comedy, we could not be much different. Um, but we think we complement each other well. So I don't want to step on his toes at all. But just check out Sam Morrison if you can. Oh, my God. How in <laughs> am I on all of this stuff? <laughs> yeah. uh, I am Dave Holmes, um, my 10-episode investigative podcast. Uh, Waiting for Impact, a Dave Holmes passion project, is out. All 10 episodes. Binge it over the holidays. Ignore your family. Uh, And I would... Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what I just saw that has me all lit up about art again. And I don't don't need to plug a band that is big enough to sell out the Forum in Los Angeles, but I'm going to. Last night, I saw the 1975 at the Forum, and I loved it so much. In every way, it was exactly what I needed. Uh, the, the staging was incredible. The sound was incredible. Uh, Matty Healy as a front man is like next level. It, it was like they're trying to say something and they're being very obvious about it and, it's, and they know they're being obvious about it. And there was a moment where I was like, this is Radiohead for stupid people, but that's me. And I loved it. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, ju- I just think they are the bee's knees. I already liked them and my expectations were high, but now I'm like, I, I just can't say enough. If you get the opportunity to see the 1975 on this tour, they, it, I, I don't want to spoil anything, it, but it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, anyway, so that's it. 1975. Let me be the millionth to tell you they're a very good one. Uh, Laura House, Gabe Malika, thank you so much for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Goodbye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Laura House... Make a noise. Wow! That was a good one. Did you want Gabe, No, that was a really good one. No, I, I like exactly what you did. Gabe Malika. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah! Our theme music is <laughs> USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, Riley. We'll see you next time. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.